Most entrepreneurs and business owners know that their job really is to solve problems in the marketplace and that's how they get enumerated. That's how they make money. That's how they make a profit. So business owners are, their job description is solve problems. And boy, I didn't realize that the, there there is a solution or maybe not a solution, but a way to deal with and mitigate the homeless problem around retail establishments. So in places everywhere like California and to Texas, there's problems with retail establishments like 7-Elevens and other convenience stores and places where people are in and out where they tend to attract homeless people who will beg, harass, and just hang out, smoke dope, and just do other vagrant type of loitering activities. <laughs> Folks, many business owners have found a solution or a way to deal with this problem. 7-Eleven store owners across the country have resorted to blaring music to deter homeless individuals from loitering outside their stores. But it's a specific type of music, classical and opera music. This has occurred in Austin, Texas, and in multiple California cities where the homeless crisis has jeopardized the safety of local residents and small business owner, owners. Jack Patel, a 7-Eleven store owner in the Riverside neighborhood of Austin, remind me if I moved to, to Texas, why would I want to go to Austin? Seems to me like Austin is just like California or any other crazy place. I guess it's a... Why would you move from the craziness of New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, and go to Texas to get, to get away from that and then still bring your craziness and your crazy policies with you is beyond me. This is what uh, Jack Patel started doing. He started playing loud opera music to dissuade homeless people from hanging outside his uh, his storefront who made customers feel it uh, unsafe. And now it's working. Quote, studies have shown that classical music is annoying. Opera is annoying. And I'm assuming they are correct because it's working. Now, if you're a fan of opera or classical music, maybe it's just annoying to the homeless. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things in, in this uh, this article. I'm not going to get into it. Just wanted to read you the headline and the basics of it. Um, a couple people were uh, the customers were complaining. But then they said, but yeah, we have noticed, though, that there are less homeless vagrants in front. So they're continued to help those. Uh, they continue to bring business to those stores. I, I don't know. That's just out the box thinking. I don't think I ever would have thought that blaring music of the operatic and classical type could be used as a way of defending yourself against homeless vagrants junkies, panhandlers, and other loiterers. Now, I'm actually wondering how the uh, the employees handle that. I can remember in the 90s, as a teenager, I, I, I'm not, not going to fake here that I'm some 
opera fan and I'm a big classical music fan. Not that I dislike it. I do like it. I, I own several CDs and I have a playlist on Spotify and all that kind of stuff for this stuff. But even I'm thinking, even as a at my peak of loving opera music, which came from when they started doing the three tenors in the 90s, I was a teenager. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite was La Dana e Mobile. I don't know if I could handle day in, day out, loud Pavarotti, Pavarotti, singing one of my favorite opera songs. Folks, let me move over to Mallorcas. Total example, this is the uh, border chief, the secretary of the uh, Department of Homeland Security. This quote I'm going to share with you is a, a classic example of lying through your teeth, even though everyone knows, this is like the emperor's new clothes, I think. Everyone could see the naked truth about our board, our porous border, about the enrichment and the empowerment of the cartels at the border. But Mallorca's still with the biggest brass pair, the biggest cojones, the biggest chutzpah, well, with lots of chutzpah. He said, we are doing that which needs to be done to counter cartel-delivered fentanyl and other drugs. This is what he just told the Washington Post. The complacent statement by the Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas came days after the federal government reported at the beginning of this year that drug overdose deaths hit over 107,000 deaths in the 12 months leading up to August 22nd. That's, I believe that's their fiscal year. And that it's up over 3% from 2021, which was up uh, before that. So let me see. Since you come in to office, the problem is worse, but you're doing everything you can to counter cartel-delivered fentanyl. I don't think so. But then here is the kicker. The just-passed $82 billion DHS bill only has $120 million. Let me back up here. He says the reason why this is is because he's short of personnel to operate the high-tech scanners that can detect drug in vehicles. That's what he says. But the just-passed $82 billion DHS bill included only $120 million to eventually hire at least 300 new border agents. $82 billion bill, only $120 million goes to hire new agents. Plus $70 million for, for, for more devices. That means that less than $200 million of an $82 billion bill is going to fight this problem. What's the rest of the money for? It's funding to care, feed, shelter, and transport illegal immigrants and to provide them a, tran a transition into work, work, the workplace and housing. By the way, we have a sister channel uh, here on YouTube called the BCP Report in which my daughter BCP uh, reports the news. She's been reporting a lot on this uh, on her sister channel about illegal immigration and the laws and what have you over there. So make sure you check out that uh, show as well. We know that last week we had this 
system down for 90 minutes that caused a delay or cancellation of just shy of 7,000 flights in a 90-minute period. Well, check this out, folks. Just want to report this just in, just in case we start to see trends. So I'm going to be brief on this, but I want you to know what's going on. Two planes narrowly missed each other at JFK Airport on Friday, days after they got the new system up and running, or they got the system up and running again, I should say. The FAA has launched an investigation after two planes nearly collided on the runway at JFK Airport Friday night. That's a very busy airport for those of you not familiar with airports in New York. So, uh, you know, you got JFK, you've got LaGuardia, uh, they're in New York area. Some people fly into Newark. I, f I fly into all three of those airports when visiting my, uh, my 97, 98-year-old grandma. Yeah, that's right, because it was just recently, um, who still lives in Harlem in her own place. Here's the audio from air traffic control. Delta 1943, cancel takeoff plans. Delta 1943, cancel takeoff plans. All right, then. Oof is right. That's what I would have said and felt. Over 143 passengers uh, could have lost their lives. They missed each other by 1,000 feet. Uh, anyway, then that, you know, that's like a quarter mile. Yeah, that is a huge thing. He stopped. The, the plane stopped from taking off. Think about how much runway they need to take off. Had he taken off, it could have been a collision and very nasty. By the way, here's signs that the economy is going to go, going to have a lot of defaults and problems in, 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 the, in the coming quarters. Bank of America just posted a $1.1 billion provision for credit losses. What does this mean? This means that Bank of America is... Uh, in this, in the coming quarter, have put on are planning for over a billion dollars of credit losses because people will not or cannot pay their bills. J.P. Morgan's is two point three billion dollars. That's not a good sign for the economy. The big banks are planning on a lot of people not paying their debts. They uh, now. Their revenue is looking not too bad right now because of the high interest rates are earning them more money, but the defaults are about to kick in. Don't want to uh, bore you with more details, but just letting you know that the big banks are not are not going to be surprised when a whole bunch of people in the coming quarters of 2023 are unable to pay their bills. By the way, let me do the official welcome to our show. This is Open Source News. We report real news, true news every day, generally twice a day. I don't think we have not done twice a day. I don't know when's the last time we only did one a day, maybe a couple weeks ago. So don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you're a subscriber, please make sure that you're a subscriber. Since Christmas has been the first time in the history of this show that we are negative, completely negative um, subscribers. It is what it is, folks. Uh, by the way, if you don't know, this channel is called Black Sort of Patriot Channel. My name is James, your host, also known as BCP. I mentioned our other sister channel here on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. We also have a show called BCP Unfiltered where we touch on topics 
and report and explore news items that are pretty much uh, off limits here on this platform. You can join our community for free over at therealbcp.com. We have both exclusive and non-exclusive content. By the way, if you've ever come to uh, one of our videos that just went up live, but you're seeing that there's hundreds of views and tons of comments that I've already responded to, that's because if you follow me over at therealbcp.com and other social media, the links to the social media are down below. I'm talking about Truth Social, Gab, Getter, Parler, Locals. I often will post links to the upcoming episodes there 15 minutes, half an hour, an hour, hours before sometimes before they go live on YouTube. So if you want to know or see or get into a, 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 a video before it goes, uh, you get notified on YouTube, make sure you follow me on social media. You can also uh, do that at bcpextras.com or on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Appreciate you being here. Hope you're off to a great week. All right. We are spending so much time and effort with our military to defend wokeness and to defend everywhere else, everyone else's borders except our own. Enhanced training of Ukraine combat elements by U.S. forces in Germany has begun. General Mark Milley, the traitor, the treasonous traitor's rat bastard, who I don't know why he hasn't been court-martialed for siding with China over the former commander-in-chief, Donald John Trump, is, I would say, is beyond me, but the corruption is so rampant and in our face now that nothing surprises me. Though, it makes me very sad that we are in this predicament. Anyhow, General Mark Milley is in uh, Germany with the aim of having a battalion ready to field against the Russians within five weeks. This was announced yesterday. AP is reporting that uh, that he will be in the training area today to get a first-hand first look at the program being delivered by the 7th Army Training Command. Uh now, we've already trained about 3,100 Ukrainian troops, but we are training more. Mark Milley, working hard for Ukraine while making it tough for Christians and other free thinkers and lovers of this country and constitution, along with, uh, you know, Austin, Department of Defense, uh, Austin and others, and of course, not securing our southern border. Here's the latest in Twitter news I found to be a little interesting. Twitter has secured a ruling allowing the social media company to force several laid-off workers suing over their termination to pursue their claims via individual arbitration. Now, here's I'm going to spend 30 seconds on this story. This is why I find this fascinating. These people are supposedly smart people running uh, Twitter. They've laid off, what, 3,700 people and Twitter is still working? As far as I can tell, it's still working just as good as it did before. I am still not on Twitter. I put my petition in about a month ago, the third one. I still haven't been reinstated. And I was just canceled because of my name, Black Conservative Patriot, because I hardly used Twitter except to post links to videos on YouTube. Here's what's interesting. The district judge ruled that five former Twitter employees pursuing a proposed class action 
accusing the company of failing to give adequate notice before laying them off must pursue their claims in private arbitration. Why? Because they didn't, uh, because of the what they agreed to in their paperwork. These people are suing, but they signed arbitration clauses. And then some people who opted out of the arbitration clause didn't want to sue. They wanted to be, ter- folks, these folks signed paperwork saying that you can't sue us until we go through arbitration. Just shows you the dumbassery of leftist woke people. They want their cake and eat it too. All right, let's get into some elitist news. Let's start off with Bill Gates, who recently did his 11th Ask Me Anything on Reddit. He said, feel free to ask me, ask what I'm excited about the year ahead, our work at the foundation or anything else. Well, let me cut to the chase that the most popular question, it seems, when I'm looking here, what about your friendship with, you know, that guy named Jeff? Why did you spend time with this guy? Another question, what was your relationship with Jeff? How was uh, Jeff's island? Can you describe your relationship with Jeff? Why have you persecuted? Uh, 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 what all things did you do in your visits to, to, to Jeff's place out there in the Caribbean? What is your relationship to Jeff? How, how was your time at Jeff's place? What activities did you participate in? I mean, the questions go on and on and on. He ignored all those questions. But he was happy to talk about, oh, uh, why he pushes healthcare and injections, what we can do for uh, global warming and the climate, and that how the climate's going to go up in the next year, you know, pushing fear mongering. And he was excited to talk about fake meat. Hi, Bill. What's your view on veganism, plant-based diets as a mean to reduce climate impact? The same guy who flies everywhere in a private jet, by the way, which has more and a bigger carbon footprint than your family vehicles. I don't know the exact number. Someone can put it down below. How many families does it take traveling for a year in their suburbans to equal the carbon footprint of one private jet flight from Palo Alto to, I don't know, Davos, Switzerland? So here's his answer. For people who want to go vegan, that is great. But I don't think most people will do that. There are companies making, and he put in quotes, beef in new ways and people working to use cows but reduce the methane emissions. I have backed a number of innovators in this space. And he starts to plug his companies, which I'm not going to mention here because I don't want to give him any free press. I guess I, I guess I should mention it so that you guys don't buy product from them because of my audience. I apologize. The companies that he is involved with involved in who are innovators in this in the space of alternative beef is a company called beyond and impossible beyond and impossible and another one called memphis Hmm. but another question that he got another popular question that he did somewhat address but skirt was why he was buying so much farmland Why are you buying so much farmland? Do you think this is a problem with billionaire wealth and how much you can disproportionately acquire? 
And he goes, I own less than one four thousandth of the farmland in the U.S. Okay, so one person owns one, one, less than one four thousandth. That doesn't sound very big, except when you realize that there are a hell of a lot more than 4,000 farmers. Now, of course, I understand how this works, but if you're a simpleton who believes in uh, distribution of wealth and, and equity and equality, even if you're a hardcore leftist, you should be opposed to this. He goes on to say, I've invested in these farms to make them more productive and create more jobs. There isn't some grand scheme involved. In fact, all these decisions are made by a professional investment team. But he did not respond to why he was specifically buying up all of the farm ground in Nebraska specifically. Very, very interesting. Uh, by the way, if someone can help me out here, last time I reported on this, one of the complaints is he was buying some of this farmland, but this farmland wasn't being utilized. If someone could do us a solid and in the pinned comment section below, so in the pin, I, I, I will, I always put, by the way, uh, because I'm in, I want to say a kind of like quasi timeout here on this platform, they've cut off some of the functions. So one of the functions that usually I have is these videos are time stamped. Like when you're watching it, you can scrub through it because uh, uh, I'm on timeout for, uh, they have their eyes on me for the next 70 days or so. That function, I don't know why they take that function away. I, I can't use it. But I do put timestamps in the description and in the pinned comment section. So that's the first comment on the very top. If you have information more on this to share with me in the audience, make sure you put it in the pinned comment section so I can see it. But hey, folks, if you can't have real meat, the thing that they're pushing now are beetle burgers made from mealworms. Beetle burgers could soon be helping to feed the world According to a new research, the creepy crawler's larva, best known as mealworms, could act as a meat alternative to alleviate hunger worldwide. Why? Because it's cheaper to make them and they have less of a carbon footprint. Meanwhile, the elites will continue, or the elitists, I should say. They're not elites. They're made of flesh and bone like us. They're not reptilian. They're not reptiles. They're not cloned. Don't believe any of that nonsense. There are human beings just like us, though they are sociopaths and psychopathic, though they are uh, extremely rich. How could you not be rich when you either create the money or are in partnership with those that create the money? They are people of flesh and, and, and blood. And uh, yes, they, they many of them worship and follow the uh, the Dark Lord, the the master of the evil of this earth, but they are still flesh and bone. I know it's going to break some of your hearts, but uh, George Soros will not be attending this year's World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. He announced on Twitter, due to unavoidable scheduling conflict, regrettably I cannot attend the WEF annual meeting in, in Davos this year as I have in past years. I plan to deliver a speech in Munich on the eve of the Munich Security Conference in February. Oh, so if you're missing him, you can check him out uh, in February. Let's not forget that last year, Soros told the World Economic Forum that the uh, war between Ukraine and Russia has shaken Europe to its core and would lead to the next world war. So far, that hasn't happened, but boy, are they trying. 
It doesn't help that we are giving Patriot missiles and we are training um, Ukrainians in Germany and having them here on our soil to train them as well. By the way, another person not going to show up to Davos is South African President uh, Ramaphosa. Or is it Ramaphosa? I don't know how pronounce his name. Looks like Ramaphosa to me. Because of the national sh- uh, shutdown that's going to happen because of what's happening with their energy. ESCOM, the national electricity company, has been able to meet the country's power needs. It's been gone for several years. So they can't meet the people's power needs. They're currently in a stage six, which means that there are uh, rolling brownouts and uh, planned rollouts and blackouts. Eight to 12 hours in, per day in some places. I mean, some people can only afford to have electricity and run their businesses by running diesel generators. But if you can't run diesel generators, then you're getting screwed over with this stage six. But don't worry about it. Uh, All gas-powered cars everywhere throughout the world need to be uh, legalized and push uh, electric. We need electricity throughout the world. We need electric cars, even though electric is through the roof. And it can't be generated because they're cutting down coal plants, which are used to generate electricity. And you may have heard that Greta Thunberg uh, was arrested yesterday in Germany protesting against the expansion of a coal mine. Let's get into Hunter Biden. Just a little interesting tidbit here. As I reported, he filled out some sort of background screening application in which he said he owned the home there on uh, B Hill Road in Delaware where the documents were found in the garage. He clicked that he owned it, but he also put down that he rents, uh, his rent, his monthly rent was $49,910. Well, here's something, some interesting news that we're getting here, okay? In 2017, Joe Biden left the White House and stored a large number of classified documents inside his Delaware garage and two other locations. The first batch of documents found are alleged to contain information pertaining to Ukraine and Iran, and the UK, according to CNN. The document also shows that Hunter checked the box on a form claiming to own Joe Biden's home. It is unknown why Hunter would have paid rent if he owned the home. I'm thinking he didn't own the home that he paid rent or was claiming to pay rent. But here's the kicker. Joe Biden has released his tax returns. And it is noted that in Joe Biden's 27 tax returns on his Schedule E, it shows that he only received $19,800 in rents. There's rents received on the Schedule E, and he only put down $19,800 in rents received. In 2018, he did not even have that on his Schedule E. So A, Joe Biden is lying on his taxes. B, Hunter Biden is lying about the amount of monthly rents he's paying. Now, now, folks, this is, um, this is according to the filing that we have here of Hunter Biden. So, are we going to see anyone going and digging into the tax returns of Joe Biden? Probably not. We only care about. Uh, Trump's tax returns, which were which were released as a political move by the 
Democrats in Congress and turned out to be a big fat goose egg, nothing to see here. But what we do want to see are Joe Biden's visitor logs. And that is what James Comer is working on. He sent a letter to White House Chiefs of Staff Ron Klain requesting the visitor logs for Joe Biden's Wilmington, Delaware home where the multiple classified documents were found. He tweeted out yesterday, I'm calling on POTUS Chief of Staff Ron Klain to release the visitor log for President Biden's Wilmington residence and provide info about all properties and locations searched, including the identities of the Biden aides conducting the searches. Uh, it should come as no surprise to you that there has been a goose egg response to James Comer's questions and requests. Oversight Committee Chairman Representative James Comer, Republican out of Kentucky, sent a letter to the White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain requesting the visitor logs. Quote, it is troubling that classified documents have, impro- have been improperly stored at the home of Biden for at least six years, raising questions about who may have reviewed or had access to classified information. Whereas Hillary Clinton went old school and put private ser- uh, put uh, government stuff on her private servers so the Chinese and others could sniff and sneak and see things, Biden went old school and said, hey, let me just have the paper files and then people can just stop over my Wilmington home on the weekends where we have no visitor logs and see what's in there. All right, folks, we'll be back later today with more news. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and check out our other shows. Links to everything are down below. Ciao, goodbye, God bless.